Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes are in Neverwinter. They are gathering the resources and information they need to prepare to defeat a Yugoloth. This Yugoloth is stalking Travancore, and that's bad. They've just left the opera, where not only did they enjoy a fantastic performance, but managed to make connections with a few of the powerful professors at the Neverwinter Academy that they hope will help with said Yugoloth. Connections is such a generous word for what Roadblog and I did. Listen, connections is an accurate word. I did not give a positive or negative to that. After a short carriage ride, they have been dropped off in front of the Temple of Integrity, a tiny but well-cared-for temple to Queen Bay in Neverwinter. Bernie says she knows the person who runs the temple. However, when they arrive, they find a note on the door saying that this friend is somewhere called the Fist and Cheer. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I actually have a new drink I've never even tried thanks to my husband's D&D games, which happened on Tuesday. So he and his friends have been going through Avernus, and for reasons that I don't understand, one of them brought an entire case of Fremont Sky Kraken. Oh, man, that's cool. Which actually has a a Sky Kraken on it. It is a hazy pale ale. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but we're going to we're going to do a live tasting of a pale ale here on the air. There we go. Because after this, I'm just going to sit and watch Critical Role and and stay warm and sheltered in my apartment with my sky kraken. That is interesting. Hmm. I'm going to have to let that sit on my palate for a little bit. It's a little more IPA than I would have liked. But yeah, it's pretty good. Also, the can is gorgeous. And yes, I will take pictures. Also. As long as I am still talking, I will continue to talk because that's what I do for a living. I am taking over the shot of fireball for today because a friend of mine, a friend of ours, literally as I am running this game for my four friends, another friend of ours, Tanya DePass, who goes by Cypher of Tear on the Twitter, is running her own game. She is starting up a game of Dragon Age called The Hunt. For Anders, and it is premiering as we record this today. It usually is going to air on Thursdays, so definitely go check that out. If you can't watch live, you should absolutely catch up on the the videos on demand. I'm sure they'll be up on YouTube. You should go check out the show. It's got an amazing cast. Tanya is a giant Dragon Age fan, and so I am sure whatever she's going to run is not only going to be super in canon, but also awesome because she is awesome. So definitely go check her out. That is my shot of Fireball, which I don't have any Fireball. I'm just going to drink more of the Sky Kraken. I just like saying that. Sky Kraken. <laughs> you know who's who's got a Gen Con poster behind them, which makes it look like they're kind of, they kind of have a Kraken because all I can see is the tail, which makes dragon. it look like it's a, like they have a, yeah. Carlton, what are you drinking? I mean, there's also a beholder up behind me as well. Uh, I can't really see the beholder, but I can see the tail of the dragon and it kind of looks like a tentacle, so. So I went into my fridge and I saw I had some Tillamook waffle cone ice cream. So now I have a Tillamook Waffle Cone milkshake. Ooh. Ooh. 
And my love for milkshake supersedes my mild lactose intolerance. Oh, it always does. <laughs> it always does. I mean, there's there's a pill you can take and then you can have all the milkshakes you want and and life is good. Or I can just be farty later. I mean, you could be farty. That's up to your wife. She's got a milkshake <laughs> in the other room, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> As a wife, let me tell you, it's never your decision if they're farty. <laughs> this is true. As, as a wife as well, it's never your decision. You you just have to learn to love each other's farts. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And tonight I just have water because I'm having some tests done tomorrow. So I'm fasting and not drinking or doing anything fun. So that's me. That's but you're fun. You're yeah, fun. but you, I'm not feeling a... fun right now, though, is the problem. Oh, so. but we don't need a booze or a snacks. You are a fun package complete in yourself. I, it, like I said, it doesn't feel fun because I, I have to fast and I'd rather be like comfort eating or something, but I can't. So would you like eh. to comfort blast something? Would you like me to give you something you can comfort fireball? We'll see now, won't we? <laughs> All right. You let me know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kind and gentle DM who will offer up evil things for you to fireball if that'll make you feel better. Because sometimes D&D is about just blasting things. But we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. Bernie, since this is kind of people that you know, you'll have to figure out whether we're blasting people. But what are you drinking? Uh, I have a new beer to try tonight. It is uh, from Bench Brewing Company. It is their Oak Grove Sour Aged Beer, and it is sour aged in 20 Valley wine barrels for 12 months. But no, I'm very excited because I I love sours, and I've never had this, and we saw it at the LCBO and picked it up, and I'm going to pour it into my awesome groom's person mug, which my husband cleaned for me. So we're going to do a big old pour. Oh, smell it. It smells so good. I know, I know you can't smell it. I know you can't. But a little just sloshed onto the uh, pop filter of my mic, so now you can pretend you can smell it. <laughs> that's, that's as close to smelling through the internet as you can possibly get. <sighs> oh, it smells uh, so good. I love sour beers. Sour beers are where what makes the world go around. I got to take you to Monk's next time you're in Philly. They got a really good sour ale. Ooh. Oh, this is very good. This is very good. And paired with my sour... I have a hamantaschen. Yay! Happy Purim, everybody. Happy Purim. This is, we're a couple days late on Purim, but we bought some hamantaschen. And uh, happy Purim to everyone who celebrates Purim. Happy Purim to everyone who doesn't celebrate Purim. Go get yourself a hamantaschen. They're good. Yeah, Purim is one of those in where you can not only say happy to, but you could wish pretty much everybody. Mm -hmm. There you go. And while she is enjoying that, Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of favorite. Travancore's choice this evening is inspired by the question, have you found yourself going to the local high-end grocery store after church, but during lunchtime, so you're hungry, so before you know it, you filled your your shopping cart with over $100 worth of stuff? In the words of Tom Papa, I have. (laughs) What I have here is uh, Trader Joe's Organic Sparkling Green Tea Beverage with Grapefruit and Mint Flavors, and I have not had this yet. I've been saving this all week, and... We're going to see how this is, because this is one of the few, like, sugar-free, interesting things that I could have gotten. It does sound really good. So, actually, it's very effervescent. I like the flavors. The uh, Sometimes things are carbonated for no reason, but I feel like the carbonation actually brings the mint and the grapefruit flavor to the forefront a little bit more. Hmm. I like it. It feels... Uh, this is the most grown-up I've felt. I have ch- a child. 
This is like the Arch Deluxe of drinks. And the Arch Deluxe, for those who are wondering, was a sandwich from a, from a certain burger corporation from 25 years ago that was marketed at an older clientele that didn't really land. But ever since then, I've always associated with grown-up things with the Arch Deluxe. You know, Luke and I completed watching a documentary series on HBO that was about the McDonald's McMillions. Oh, McMillions, yeah. McMillions, I, I need to watch yeah. that. It's weird and good. It's weird. It's a weird documentary because it like it's just the people involved are strange. The filming style is a little odd, but it's a great story and I highly recommend it. But there are moments in where you're like, what? Why are we? Here's how I will describe it. There's a moment in where we're watching one of the characters, one of the people who have been in six of these episodes. She is walking far away towards the camera into a cemetery to lay flowers down and she falls over and we watch her as she alone falls and picks herself back up. And we hear in the in the mic that's obviously on her at some point being like these damn heels, like no reason, no explanation why would you watch this woman fall over and then watch her stand back up why would that even be in the cut of the documentary because because that's this documentary but it is fascinating and it is amazing and for those of us who lived through the scam which was most of us i mean we're all old enough to remember that it was a weird time in america and it's it's so bizarre definitely watch it that's my tangent and now dungeons and dragons (laughs) truly a gilded age there you go. We are not sponsored by HBO, but hey, HBO, I do like John Oliver. I love John Oliver. He should do an expose on how great Dungeons and Dragons is. I would love to watch him play Dungeons and Dragons. I think he would be amazing. Oh, that would be great. It would be, be great. So John I Oliver, just... if you, you would like to come play Dungeons and Dragons with us. I'm like smiling into the camera like he's looking at me through the camera. Good people in <laughs> Fave Room, get John Oliver to play Dungeons and yes. Dragons with us. <laughs> Bernie, you are standing with your friends in front of the ostensibly the temple to Queen Bay here in Neverwinter. You are looking at a piece of paper, obviously written by a, a friend, a long friend of yours from way back in your history, who you have not seen in a very long time, indicating that this person might be someplace nearby called the Fist and Cheer. What would you like to do? Bernie's going to look at the note and she's going to say, it's um, I, it's nice to see that some things never change. <laughs> uh, uh, so, friends, uh, we can stay here, but the person who sort of lets us stay here is not here. And Bernie, you would know the door is open. So do we let ourselves in? How does that work? You know... Let's take a vote. Who is in the mood to fish someone out of a fight tonight? Uh, so I didn't bring my is, fishing pole. This is immediately after the the opera, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are okay. still in your yeah. finery. You've been dropped off at the front by the carriage, and the carriage has gone off. So okay. I just need to note that I, because I, re, I recounted from listening to old episodes, and I think I'm out of luck points for the day. So just wanted to make sure. Okay. Okay. Chavacor raises his hand ever so slowly. I wouldn't mind a scrap, but maybe I change out of my finery before I do. I, Jonathan the Mad Muscular still has several non-lethal spells at his disposal, so... Uh, yeah, I'd be down. Carlton? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, uh, make a scene in Neverwinter. Alright, well, you know, not enough people have seen me in this dress yet, so... It carries. Let's put, uh... Well, we don't really even need to put our stuff down, do we? Sort of always... 
Yeah, we've got, I think we have everything we own in various uh, bags of holding and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so before we um, get lost in Neverwinter and get uh, pickpocketed, I don't think we're going to get shanked. Let's uh, let's go inside real quick and see if there's anyone in the kitchen, the kitchen or staying up. There's no prayers at this time. Um, let's see if anybody can tell us where the uh, what was the thing again? The fist and the fist and cheer, and I'll let Jonathan make a history roll. Oh yeah, ooh, Jonathan would know. He might know. Uh, we might. Let's find out. Nope. Uh, let's see. Do do. That is, I think, and oh, it's a twelve. It's one higher than I thought it was. Um, you do not know this establishment. I rolled a two, a.k.a. the Halfling's Bane. There you go. You're not even a halfling. Oh, damn. Oh, but I play one in a different game, and I roll lots of twos with her, and that's fun. <laughs> I, I play with two in a different game, and they're constantly reminding each other about halfling luck. <laughs> I, I get reminded of because of how many times it doesn't proc. Ah. Oh, hey, I rolled a three again. Oh, is that another two? Oh, you had advantage on that roll and you rolled two twos. Ah, yep. that's fun. It happens. All right. Uh, but no, unfortunately, this is either an establishment that you were not familiar with the last time you were here, or it's a new establishment. I will say the only thing that you are missing at this point, uh, that you have all of your belongings in the bag of holding. You None of you have your various and sundry animal companions, as they are safely ensconced in some of the animal quarters back at the Neverwinter Academy. So they, they are safe and comfortable and warm and happy, but they are not with you. Okay, so uh, just just about every temple to bay has like a relatively similar layout. So let's it's and she's gonna like push the door and she's like, "We'll head into the atrium and uh, see who's home." All right, you're gonna enter. Yeah, and she's gonna say, "Hi, hello, blessings of bay upon you." You call out into the entranceway, and it, it's immediately apparent that Bernie, this is not a normal Temple to Queen Bay. You all get the sense that this used to be a house that has at least been refurbished on the ground floor to be a very simple temple. There are not pews as much as a, a nice open floor plan with uh, nice hardwood floors, big windows, not stained glass, and a lot of really comfy chairs and a variety of seating arrangements obviously meant for a variety of people. There is a pulpit, but there is uh, it's very small and it's unassuming, and there are very uh, lovely carved beeswax candles on the pulpit that are not currently burning, but there are a couple of sconces with what's obviously some magical firelight. The The room is warm. Uh, there are comfy blankets and pillows kind of scattered everywhere in a variety of styles. And uh, some of them are obviously from a variety of different makes and and some of them are more professional than others. You feel like over here is the, the fancy cashmere blanket from a high-end store. And over here is grandma's blanket, which is comfy and warm and lovely and has years of history. And over here uh, was the aunt who that's their their first throw pillow they've ever made. And it's a little off center and it's not quite even on the one side, but it's still obviously made with love. 
And then there are two doors in the back on the left and the right hand side of this 50, 60 foot ish by 60, 50 foot ish room towards the back, two wooden doors, both of which are closed. And the room is empty. Okay, so traditionally, the dormitories are always on the left. Kitchen's usually on the right, because you know everything you own is in a box to the left. Oh, is that what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That is really great. (laughs) I appreciate the fuck out of that. I do too. So do you want to go through the left door, or you want to go through the right door? Well, you... Honestly, if anybody's up, they're going to be in the kitchen if they're not here. They wouldn't be. You guys can't go in that. But maybe it doesn't have one. Um, yeah, let's let's head to the kitchen. I, I don't... It's always a little disconcerting to find strangers walking through your sleeping quarters in the middle of the night. So let's head to the kitchen. And Bernie's going to pointedly shut the door behind her. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while since Jonathan the Magic Muscular was in a hostel, and and I know that's the stuff you're supposed to do in a hostel, but it's still weird, man. This is a temple. And Bernie's gonna walk through the right-hand door. So, Bernie, you go through the door on the right, and as you suspect, yes, it is the kitchen. The layout of this kitchen, it's a kitchen dining room, and it's fairly small, and the layout continues to speak to the fact that this was obviously a a renovated house that's now been turned into this odd but still fairly comfortable looking temple and it's a it's a nicely appointed kitchen with a little table in the corner for eating at and there's a door that ha- does have a window in it that leads out to what looks like a tiny little backyard you see you do see a lemon tree although it is the winter so there's no leaves and it is it is covered and you do see what looks like a a small garden but once again it's the winter so everything is covered and covered in snow but once again no people okay I don't know where this place is. I don't really want to go walking around the city without knowing where it is. If you guys are okay to hang here, I'm going to go back to the sleeping quarters and see if I can find literally anybody. Sure. Yeah. I'll hang in the kitchen. Jonathan the Muscular is actually going to use an action to dismiss Bucks wherever he is. And then six seconds later, he's going to use another action to summon Bucks to his shoulder. Does he actually pop? Uh, it says... No, uh, don't tell me what it says. Tell me what you want. Yeah, it pops a little. It's just like, just a teeny little... (laughs) I love it. It is an inherently adorable pop. That was like, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I like it because it's the expulsion of air from that space that Bucks now occupies. Yep. And it's, uh, he's so small. I can't, I cannot emphasize how small he is. How little space is being displaced. It's it's a tiny little space, but it is right next to your ear. And you do get that satisfying cork noise. And Bucks appears. And he is only momentarily startled. You get the sense that he was in the middle of a nap. And while this woke him up, this wasn't unpleasant. So it, oh, it's more about- Oh, sorry, buddy. But he seems to be okay. Okay. If you wanna, if you wanna take a nap, uh, there's a fold right here in this robe. So if you wanna, if you wanna curl up there, Jonathan the Muscular shoulders rather broad. You'll be fine. 
Uh, he seems fine. It, it seems like while you were gone, uh, the the images that you're getting is that he and um, Shadow and Coco Snoot were all basically just in a cuddle puddle in the that that the room that they were given was essentially one of the dorm rooms that's large enough that that Shadow would be comfortable. And so they all wanted to be on the bed at the same time. And so it was like bed, Shadow, Coco Snoot, Bucks in, in, a, in a stack. And so it was it was more just a, a gentle surprise, but he's he's doing OK. All right. Good job, buddy. Meanwhile, Bernie, you're going to trundle back outside and head over to the the left door. Do you just enter or do you do something else? Um, Considering you've been cautious, so I figured I'd ask. Mostly she's trying to be respectful about a space where she knows that she belongs here, but she's bringing three other people that she's allowed. She knows the rules, but she also knows she doesn't make the rules here. So she's going to, like, quietly push open the door and look down the hallway to see if it looks like there's anybody occupying any of the rooms. Okay. You quietly open the door. Go ahead and make a stealth check, since you're trying to do it quietly. Do I have good stealth? Who knows? Let's find out. We're about to find out. What is my... No, I have no bonuses to stealth. This will be a lot of fun. She is a a clanky little bastard. Okay. (laughs) Oh, but oh. Tonight, I'm the sneakiest. Nice. That's a natural 20. Everybody drink. Hey. Be a natural 20. I would, but I'm already out of milkshake. Let's say Bernie, who has his mildly checkered past, is uh, very used to sneaking back into Temples of Bay when she should have already been in bed. Distinguished adventurers, have you heard about Nerdarchy? I have. What well, have you I heard have. about Nerdarchy? Well, I heard it's happening from October 30th to November 1st this year. It is. The year it of is. Baby Yoda 2020. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nerdarchy, they do amazing videos online for Dungeons and Dragons. They've been doing that for years. And now they're putting on a convention and we're invited. We're going to be going to Nerdarchy. Uh, it's in the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. Why, Jack, I think that's your hometown. It is my hometown. It is, and we're all going to be there. We're all going to be playing games. We're going to put on. Wait, the couch? Drat. Drat. I was going to dibs on the couch. (laughs) We're going to be playing games. We're going to be on panels. We're going to be running games. We're going to be doing all sorts of fun stuff that whole weekend. Uh, We might even record a few episodes of Dungeon Drunks while we're there, which would be lots of fun because there's a whole bunch of other podcasts and podcast adjacent people and D&D people who are going. Our friends over at Don't Split the Podcast are going to be there. I know Satine Phoenix is going to be there. Grant Ellis is going to be there. Lisa Penrose, James Intercasso, Tales from the Mist, The Last Refuge, obviously the Web DM crew, Jim Davis and Jonathan Pruitt. So many awesome people. We're going to be there. Jonathan, what are you the most excited about for NerdarchyCon? Probably the opportunity to play more games. Always, always looking for a chance to play more games. Also, the real King of Prussia, right nearby. Oh, is it really? Barely. (laughs) We're going to have to stay after Nerdarchy just so we could make a trip to the real King of Prussia so that we can talk about your your weapon. And then, is there a place where we can buy swords at the King of Prussia? (gasps) (laughs) I'll get back to you on that. There probably is. There probably is. Come to Nerdarchy Con, Nerdarchy Con for Nerds by Nerds. It's the Nerdarchy 2020 convention, not the 2020th. 
It's a Nerdarchy convention for 2020. Go to nerdarchy.com. That's N-E-R-D-A-R-C-H-Y.com. Sign up now. Join us for a fun time. Come play games with us. Hey there, listeners. It's Ishan And Shane from the Total Party Thrill Podcast. Oh, another actual play show. Nope, because no one wants to hear the two of us in character. Well, which means it must be one of those interview shows. Not at all. We talk about topics that help listeners create and play better RPGs. Oh, right. It's a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. Dude, that's literally been our tagline for three years. I mean, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. How about Total Party Thrill? Get better game. All right, look, the tagline doesn't matter as long as the content is good. Like episode 168 on Mind Control. Wait. Did you just force me to say it like that? Uh, no, you're thinking of the episode on gaslighting. Oh. We also recap our Eberron and Warhammer 40k home games and review new RPGs and books. And every episode, we build a 5th edition D&D character in the Character Creation Forge. I'm partial to the Sexy Beast, a high-charisma druid who's still the party face, even in animal form. Alright, I'm sold. Where can I find Total Party Thrill? Well, right here on DSPN, or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or check us out at www.totalpartythrill.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on March 28th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. T-E-N-E-O-M-E-N-B-E-L-L so use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. There you go. You are so sneaky that the the creak that would have happened, you actually know, you can feel it in the door. So when you turn the knob and start to open the door, you can feel that it's going to creak. And you do that thing in where you, you actually pull up on the door a little bit so that it's on a different section of the hinges that won't creak anymore and continue to push open and push your head inside. And you take a look and you do find what looks like kind of a, a basic dormitory setup. It's not huge. There's only, there's six beds total, three on each side, each with a little uh, end table and what looks like a, a wooden box that someone could put some belongings in. There are two more of those magical sconces on each side of the wall and some windows. The sheets look clean and pressed and well, um, well fitted and everything looks very neat and in order. You notice that at the far side of the room, there's another door with a window that obviously leads back outside that you would imagine, oh, that it must be that that's not just the outside. That must be where like the outhouse is. You also see a set of stairs near that door leading up to a second floor. And you notice in the far bed on the right hand side. So kind of the furthest from you closest to the stairs. There's a figure currently seated on the bed 
away from you. Their head is down and you think they might be reading, but you don't know what's exactly in their lap. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Generally good at, so let's see if we totally fail it this time. Okay, an 11. So yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you're not exactly sure you do think this, this figure is reading. They are small. They might be the gnome, maybe? You're not sure, but they are wearing a hooded cowl and obviously have not noticed you yet. So you don't see any distinguishing features other than there's a figure sitting on the bed facing away from you. Does How long my stealth roll, would that get me across the room? Mostly. as you, It's going to depend on what you want to do when you get there, but I'll say if you wanted to move into the room and across the room unseen and unheard yes but once you're gonna do something i'm probably you're probably gonna have to remake a stealth roll you know what actually no bernie's gonna stand with her like arm on the door because she's she knows she knows the value of uh a quick exit when you unnecessarily surprise someone and she's gonna go the figure on the bed obviously hears you turns and you see in the lantern light uh the face of a a very old goblin probably at least 60 70 years old multiple wrinkles big yellow eyes um the ears have been folded back behind the head in this cowl and you do now see that they are um they're not just holding a book they were writing in a book uh maybe a journal of some sort they look over at you and see you and go oh hi did you need something hi um so i'm i'm bernice um, I'm, I'm from, uh, the Mother Temple. I'm looking for Cl- Cleo. Oh, did you not see the note? Cleo is over at the, she's over the, doing the fighting thing. The fighting thing? Yeah, no, I just don't know where the fist and cheer is. Oh, okay, no, I can help you. Hold, hold on. And she puts the book down on the bed, closes it, puts the pencil down, gets up. You see her reach down and pull out a cane of, a, a giant piece of wood with a huge knot on the end it's almost as big as her and she kind of grabs it and pushes herself up comes on over to you essentially three-legged you now see that she's in this cowl that she was wearing was uh, some some basic outerwear Uh, and you can see it's still a little damp as though she'd just come in from outside like maybe she'd just been outside moments before you came on in she is barefoot but otherwise she seems happy and walks on over to you with with not a lot of difficulty smiles uh she is shorter than you as a goblin oh man that never happens it's great yeah between her being a goblin and her being obviously incredibly old she and she's got a little bit of a stoop although she seems to move fairly well she is shorter than you and her big yellow eyes uh she grins at you with a mouthful of incredibly well cared for sharp pointy teeth and says i am ellie belly it's nice to meet you and she holds out a, a gnarled hand we know an ellie belly yay <laughs> yay um <laughs> i'm bernice is there a no shoes policy here oh no i just never find shoes that fit these old goblin bones i i, I mean look and you look down and she's got kind of the, the larger clawed feet of a lot of non- humanoid-ish races. It's just more comfortable to be in bare feet. I'm just used to it. I've got more calluses down there than most people have over their whole body. 
Yeah, definitely more than me. Um, so my um friends are here with me, and I was hoping, as per the you know general like rules, I we could all stay the night. I but though sure we have plenty of beds. I'm the only one here today. Oh, really? As far as I know, until you come, maybe there'll be more. I don't know. It'll be nice. So five beds, you've more than four friends? Uh, nope, there's just the four of us in total, and sometimes um, a bear and a dog, and, and there's an, an owl, but the owl doesn't need a bed, and the dog usually sleeps with me, and the bear is bigger than all the beds you have here, so I think it's fine if the bear is on the floor. We can ask, but I think the bear is in the somewhere else okay it doesn't want to be a bear rug <laughs> um i would just for your fyi we can't make those kind of jokes once we go in the kitchen and you meet my friends oh okay all right no th then there are plenty of beds i mean it's first come first serve here and it's so late already it's a i'm kind of surprised you're here but uh yeah let's meet your friends sure and she I don't know if she's going to push past you. It depends on if you're still standing in the door. But if you have not moved at this point, she will just start to move through the doorway. Oh, Bernie will move with her and back okay. to the kitchen. And she'll, it's a walk, walk, clunk, walk, walk, clunk, walk, walk, clunk. And you will all hear this, uh, these two figures coming as the door opens. And you see before you both Bernie and Ellie Belly, who opens the door and gives you all a very bright smile and says, Oh, it's good to have one. Friends, hello! I am Ellie Bellies. Nice to know that I will be sleeping in the same room with all of you. How many of you snore? All of them. Good. Hey. Jonathan the Metamuscular raises his hand. Carlton's like, it's me. We will make beautiful snoring music together. And she holds out her hand to each of you. Oh yeah. Um I do my greeting. Travicore. And she'll she'll shake your hand, go up to Carlton. Oh, you're very big. I am. I am very big. I am Carlton. But that's my name, not very big. And she'll go up to Jonathan. Ah, you are also very big. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and shakes your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she's more looking at your muscles and Carlton's height when she says this. And then she makes eyes at the at Bucks. And Bernie, you kind of surmise from the way she looks at Bucks that it's more of a all right, that's the owl. Uh, but she does note Bucks and then turns back and says, Ah, you, you, did you need to put anything down before you go? I hear that you need to go watch Miss Cleo as she does the fighting. Um, well, we sort of never really, we don't have that much stuff, you know? Uh, it's good. The boxes only hold so much. So, but yeah, you can put down, you're all in very Fancy outfits. These are very nice. Where were you? We went to the opera. <gasps> oh, that's lovely. Maybe later you tell me the story I've never been. I've always wanted to go. It's sublime. You know, we have a friend who could probably fix that. That would be lovely. I've always wanted to go, but I tend to already be too deep into the schnapps by the time they start. 
that's it, it sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Although it's that's why I am here. But you need directions. And she abruptly turns and walks. Wait, back can out. I do an investigation check? I have some questions. Uh, well, what are you investigating, or do you want to just ask her more questions? Well, is she too deep into the schnobs right now? No, oh, that would one. be an. Inti- I need an insight from you. Insight. I want an in- so insight. Is my insight pretty okay? That's a 22 on insight. I want, I, my things I kind of want to know is like, I guess from Bernie's point of view, it's like she doesn't wear like garb, right? She doesn't walk around projecting. No. And it's, so I guess my two things are like, A, is this a sister belly? Oh. Like, and like, like Bernie would be expected to be called Sister Burns in a very like, but like, is it Sister Ellie Belly and is she deep into the schnapps? You're a little unsure if she's a sister. She has not referred to herself as anything but Ellie Belly. And you would expect if she was introducing herself to include something about sister or that she's here from the temple. She she would have, you would expect someone would indicate if they were a employee here versus someone staying here. So... You think between what she has said and the way that she's presented herself, she must be, like you, looking for a place to sleep for a variety of reasons. Although it's obvious that she knows your friend Cleo enough to be familiar enough with her fighting habits. As far as deep into the schnapps, you don't smell any alcohol on her and she's not moving with any sort of intoxication. In fact, you guess from her age that if she was if she was that deep into the schnapps at least now she'd have a very hard time walking it's it's the cane that she has she's moving very well with it but it's obvious she needs it so you don't you think maybe that happened earlier it is like 10 o'clock at night and so maybe she's coming off the other side of it but at this moment no she does not seem impaired in any way okay uh directions she Walks her way over to the front door, opens it up, uh, immediately shivers a little bit and pulls her her hood and cowl a little closer around her body and says, Oh, come on, come on up. It's very easy. It's not too far. I'll just point from here. You don't want to follow me. It takes forever to follow me. It takes all night. Ah. And she points down the street to the right as you go out the door and she goes, Go three blocks that way. And then take a right, and I don't remember the street name, but it's three blocks. There's going to be a right, and then the second building. You'll hear it, and you'll smell it before you see it. It's called the Fist and Cheer. Yes. Make sure you bring, I think it's like a copper for the cover. So bring bring a cover. We. We have that covered. Good. I, you all look so nice and pretty and gorgeous. Just like, oh, just like angels. Don't go in those outfits. No. No, not if you like them. I really like this. Do you know what a mosh pit is? Oh. (laughs) Uh, And then she looks around at everybody and she realizes she's not wearing her armor. And she's like, do you guys want it? Change before we go? Bar with the bar. Nah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'll change. Travancore, like, here's a little bit of recognition about a mosh pit. 
immediately thinks the words Bawa Daba. <laughs> and he thinks, I may leave my hat on, though. I'm gonna go make some tea, and so that way you can all use the 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 room with all the beds and everything, and nothing like an old goblin watching you undress to be creepy, right? <laughs> and she turns and she walks back into the kitchen and closes the door, or it swings behind her closed. All right, I'm going to um add a layer of protection on, and I really like this dress, and who knows when I'll get to wear it again. Um, so Bernie's gonna, uh, put her armor on over her dress in that really awesome way where it's like, you know, a la the, like, stylized Joan of Arc and the, uh, oh, in the, was it Elizabeth the Golden Age where she's, like, wearing armor over a dress and, like, shouting the Spanish out of the channel? (laughs) In a way, when you do that, you kind of... Way, you start to resemble more of Carlton's tuxedo dress because now instead of it being just the the elegant both top and bottom, the armor, your fitted armor on top gives you a, an almost fitted tuxedo look. It's not the same colors. And then the flare of your bottom of your dress now matches a bit more of his. And the, it's it's kind of an interesting moment in where it looks like you're, you've now changed styles. It's very chic. And she's going to leave her hair down because she likes it down. All right. Bernie's putting on her armor. Carlton and uh, Carlton said he's staying in his tuxedo dress. Jonathan and well, let's go uh, Travancore because you were talking about changing some of your outfit. Yeah, I'm going to change basically into my regular clothes except the hat. I'm leaving the hat on. The black. Describe your black hat. So it's an all black hat with all black letters spelling J-A-W-N. And if you're oh, your Phil, black John hat. My yes. black John, John? Yeah. That's awesome. how the word is pronounced. Yeah, that John over there. Yeah. All right. And I hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> and Jonathan. Doesn't mean I can't hate him. What are you wearing? Jonathan the Muscular is staying in his current uh, uh, dress robe uh, state. All right. So I'm going to say with that, uh, Travancore, very easy because you're in leathers, right? Bernie's the only one that's in some hardcore. You're in plate or you're in chain? What are you in? I want to say we decided it was scale because scale. the scales look like uh, bee wings. That makes sense. So I'm going to say with Travancore being able to handle himself pretty easily because it's just leather. Bernie, if you ask for or allow one or two of the other gents to give you a hand, you're yeah. you're going to be able to change into this pretty quick. She's like... No, there's a th- and there's a, a strap there, and you have to get no the shoulder behind in the shoulders. It's definitely probably Travancore that does it since he's the only one that actually wears. Like Carlton goes to help, and yeah. his giant like sausage fingers are just like Bernie's like no 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 no. I need dexterity. Yep. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Travancore's happy to help out. Awesome. And and Bernie, you could do it yourself, but I believe it takes like 10 minutes to don armor if you do it by yourself. So we'll say, yeah, that you were able to do this pretty quickly. Uh, was there anything else you want to do here or would you like to head immediately for the fist and cheer? Shall we? Uh, I think we shall. Let's shall. Let's went, as they say. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter.
We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Christopher Waterston, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.